Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. Today, come on, lift your Bible, iPad, whatever you're using over your head, and let's make this confession. Say, this is my Bible. I believe the words in it. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. I believe that there's power in the Word of God. I'm about to receive the seed of the Word of God. And the devil cannot steal, will not steal my seed, but I will prosper from what I receive today. And from this moment forward, I'll never be the same. Say it loud. The Word of God is the answer. The answer is in the Word. Amen. Amen. All right. So, this is going to be a meat word today. And I need you to give me your undivided attention. I made note to you on last week that the Lord has shifted me to another place. And I didn't know that I would begin to release some of that stuff that he has been dealing and talking to me with today. Now, it's going to be very simplistic, deep but simplistic. Here's what I believe about God. Over there in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, let me take you there first. Let me show you. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. Let me show you what what the scripture says. Some of you have heard this before. Uh, and I'm just going to unpack as much as it, much of it as I can. That's why I need you listening because something supernatural happens when the light comes on. And, and I've been praying that today the light is going to come on for the believer. As a matter of fact, stay there right there in 2 Corinthians. Let me read that first and I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter 4. I want you to see something very powerful here. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3, Paul says, But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguile Eve through subtlety that so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So a lot of times deep stuff corrupts our mind because it puts it so far away, so far out there in an, and in an unreachable place that the believer then feels that they never can live up to nor live out what's been deeply taught. Paul said, I'm not trying to corrupt you from what's simple in God. Come on, say it's simple. Today, what I'm going to be sharing with you is, is as, well, it, it, well, let me say two things, is as simple as you understand in sin. Because no one has question about sin. No one questions sin. Normally, if a person questions sin, they're really trying to find out, does the Bible say I can't do it? Okay, moving on from there. So here's a story that I want you to lock in your mind as we're going to unpack today's message. I'm going to talk about the father at work. The father at work. Say that. The father at work. If, if, if I gave Kennedy my car and I gave Kennedy my, my black card and Kennedy has the has access open access to my house she has she can go in and out of it anytime she want to and by virtue of being able to go in and out the house that that then doesn't even restrict her unless I say to what she can do and where she can go in the house so so by me giving her access to the house she has access to the refrigerator 
She has access to the pantry. And she has access to all of this because I gave it to her. Does that make sense? So she has, she really has me. Come on. The light going to come on. She really has me. I'm going to drop something else deep right here. All of you right now are sitting in my mind. Don't you just, it's stuff just going to start waking up in your spirit. You're sitting in my mind. Before this, before any framework was done, it was framed in my mind first. I walked in this building and Holy Spirit sh showed me how it was supposed to look. And from my mind, we put it on paper. So you now are sitting in my mind. Let me, say, let me say it another way. Right now in your life, you are living out of your mind. So the word is to you, to what's in your mind. So you are now living out as much of the word that you have decided to manifest. Getting it off God. Because that's what we've done. If God wants you to have it, God will give it to you. You know, you got what you got now because God, no, 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 no. You have manifested right now, whatever level of word that you are, that's showing up in your life is because that's how much word you manifested. So you are as much of the word as you are of the word. Are you listening to me? Now watch this. In, 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 in Ephesians chapter 4. God, I'm so glad he freed me up, man. It, it, you, look what the Bible says, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14. He says, Wherefore, awake thou that sleepeth, and arise from the dead. This state of not knowing. This state of being spiritually paralyzed. Say, awake from that state and arise from the dead. Watch this. And a result of awakening and arising, then Christ, then the light will come on. But you got to awake first and arise. Come on, say awake. Then you got to arise. Now, now, this awakening, this awakening parents, what I've been saying now for all the year, that something supernatural happens when the light comes on. Typically, if someone sleep, you walk in the room and turn on the light, they get up. And God is saying, I need you to really get Jesus on the inside of you so that the light can come on and so that you can wake up because I have a work that I need to do, but I do a work through woke folk. I know, see, the world got the wrong wokeness because they're trying to be woke with no light. You can't be woke without light. Now watch this. Here's, my subtitle is Letting the Father Work. Letting the Father Work. He wants to work. There's a work, but we got to let the Father work. I caught a very powerful revelation, guys, on why we missing it. We missing it because we want God or we're trying to get God to back our plan. When there is already a plan from God that has been backed, that has been approved, 
and with a surety will come to pass. With a surety, it will come to pass. But we're trying to get God to back our work. We're going to college for what we want to go for because we think that it is that that's going to make the money. And we're saying, God, back this. And God says, I've already laid your life out for you. I backed it. I put success and prosperity. All I need you to do is let me work. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil will always say you do it. Now, the work of the Father cannot be stopped. Listen, which means that if you are doing the Father's work, you can't be stopped. I'm convinced that the believer, okay, listen, y'all, you, you, you're going to believe what you're going to believe. But some of this stuff that's coming from our pulpits don't line up with the word. There's always one thing you got to keep in mind when you listen to a person. I always want you to ask this question. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Always ask this question. Here's the question that you got to ask yourself. That would, I'm talking about that will, uh, that will eradicate and totally destroy a lot of stuff that's being taught. The one question you got to ask yourself. All this stuff about God putting you in places and, and God pressing you because God want to get something out of you. One question you got to ask that will eradicate and smooth out all of that stuff. Would it be like this had man not sinned? The one single question. Would it be like this if man hadn't sinned? And the answer is no. Which means then we can't attribute everything that's happening to God because it wouldn't be here if man hadn't sinned. God did not need to press Adam to get anything out of Adam. He said, don't eat. And those are the same instructions that God has given us today. He ain't pressing you. He's saying, don't eat. Don't sleep. Don't touch it. Don't think it. He ain't got to press it. He's telling you what not to do so that you don't get pressed. So that you don't get pressed. But we get pressed, Leonard, and say that's how God wanted to teach us. God teaches us by saying don't. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate upon it, the book, both day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written in it, the book, and then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success from doing the book. If he's going to press me to get it out, I don't need the book. And I say this all the time. How do you know what's him and not him? How do you know what press is from him and what press is not from him? So they leave you out there to be destroyed. They leave you out there so you can have trauma and mental illnesses and stuff down the line. But God, oh, so, so he, okay, I, I don't want to go there. Listen to me carefully. You were not, you, you were not, listen, pl please listen. And, and to be truthful with you, some of you need to go join another church because you like hard stuff. Like, that's what you like. That's, that's how you want it. But any parent that would beat a child, it would be called abuse. 
And any parent that put, put poison in the child's food to turn around and prove that I got the cure at the same time, you, you would call the, the children's place and take that child from that parent. You, 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 were not, you were not put here on earth to try not to sin as much as possible and then work enough to get to heaven. Let me lay some news on y'all. Heaven ain't your home. Nowhere in the scripture. We've taken the rapture and made the rapture us going home. You will be raptured out so that you don't suffer the destruction that will be happening in. So it's a protective measure until he put it all back and then put you back where he first wanted man to be. If he wanted us to be in heaven, he should have left us there and wrote a book about heaven. You're not on earth trying to get to heaven. Neither were you put here to try not to sin. Would it have happened had man not sinned? See, we got to push that off the table first. And then you got to see, you say, well, why you don't never? It ain't that I don't never go. I refuse to. It ain't that I ain't, I'm not faced with stuff. I refuse to because I know that had man not sinned, I wouldn't see none of that. Well, if Jesus saved me, it's as if man hadn't sinned. See there? See there? It is now, if you are saved, it is if now Adam eating from the tree never happened. Take your time with that. Take your time with that. If you are saved, it is if in your life Adam never ate from the tree. And the moment you start living and walking out like that, you resist the devil and he'll flee. When a thought comes to your mind to try to bring mental illness and anxiety, the Bible says, don't take the thought. So when you go sit with the psychologist, his or her job is to change the way you're thinking. Well, I could have helped you save probably some of that money and just said, stop taking the thought. Stop thinking about it. Don't take every thought. Listen, everybody, every human being, every human being, every human being is in a place of possibly becoming mental ill and traumatized and battling with anxiety. All they got to do is take the thought. Every thought that comes to you is not yours. L listen, Elijah fell into deep depression to the point of suicide because he took the thought. The Bible says, Jezebel said, I'm going to cut your head off by the end of the day. The Bible says he didn't only hear it, he saw it and ran for his life and asked God to kill him. He took the thought. So the Bible say, take no thought. Watch this. Saying, because when you say the thought, you give the thought earthly permission to inhabit your life. So the Bible say, don't take the thought. But the first thing we do is run into our quiet place, what we call our quiet place, which is supposed to be reserved for God, but we bring the thought into the quiet place. We ruminate over the thought, and then we make ourselves, watch this, we replicate the image of the thought. 
listen, you weren't put here on earth to try not to sin. Please push that off the table. Stop trying to wake up every day not sinning. That's why you're not getting anywhere. It's like a hamster in the wheel. You're moving, but you ain't going nowhere. Listen, God wanted heaven replicated throughout the entire earth through Adam's. Listen carefully. Adam was a spirit, man being created in God's image and in God's likeness in the earth. Now listen carefully. What was supposed to happen is that Adam would meet with God. He would see God, then reflect in the earth what he saw from his meeting with God. Now, they got that teaching out there. There are many Elohims, but there's only one Elohim. That word can be singular or plural. And so when God said, let us make man, it wasn't the meeting of the gods uh, to make the earth. That's a line teaching out there because they say, well, in the Hebrew, Elohims can be gods. Yes, it can. It also can be God one. Behold, the Lord thy God is one God. Even God said there are other gods. He said, thou shalt have no other God before me. So even God say, hey, there are other gods out there. I ain't tripping. I'm just the main one. When he said, let us, he was talking to his, see, he, he spoke from every essence of himself. God, spirit, soul, and body. Let us make man like us, spirit, soul, and body. It wasn't God's up there talking about let us, because if it was God's up there, it should be as many of you as it is God's. Because if they, if he didn't make, if they didn't make me like them and make me many, then I'm not in their image and in their likeness. Cray, cray, just stuff. We don't, we don't think. See, religion has taught you to leave your brain at the door, and that's exactly where you read it at. Leave it at me. Adam would meet with God. He would see God. God is a spirit. You can't see him. No, a spirit is a level of being. If you couldn't see him, Moses wouldn't say, show me your hand. Like, it ain't no mist. Like, God is just like, it's like, he like, he like this, this mystical cloud that has no shape to it. He made man in his image and in his likeness, which means God has hands, he has eyes, he has feet. Put up that Matthew chapter 1, verse 32. Let me prove it to you in the, in the, in the scripture. Then we're going to go to Colossians chapter 1, start at verse 13, and I'll show it to you. And knew him till he was first born, called his name Jesus. Next verse, next verse, verse 26, 32. Is that, is that, is that what, Matthew 1? I'm sorry, I said, that was, I said, okay, okay, y'all, they're they on your side this time, Tayson. Uh, did I say 1? 23, I'm sorry, 23, you're right, I'm, I was one, one verse ahead. Let me show you what the scripture says. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Come on, read. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is, is God with us. So God has a body too. Now, Adam would come and spend time with God. And in spending time with God, oh, that's so good. Okay, so let me back out of that real quick and, and give you a story. Satan is before God worshiping. That's what he was, right? And Satan falls, the Bible says, because iniquity was found in him. In other words, when Satan praised God, 
he actually cast a reflection of God to himself. That's what we do when we worship. That's why he shows up because our worship is reflecting him. You are the one, I, and the one shows up. Hearts adore, our worship is to reflect him. That's why all those pain messages and stuff like that, that's why you end up crying because the worship reflecting you. When the worship reflected him, hands go up. When the worship reflecting you, your hands go over your face because it's you, you. And worship was supposed to be to him, not to us. So in worship, we shouldn't be talking about us. In worship, we should be talking about him. Now, Adam would spend time in the presence of God. He would see, he would see and hear from this image. He would, re and then he would now turn like, like Satan did in, with Lucifer before he became Satan in worship. He was supposed to reflect God, but what he started doing, the reason why iniquitous found him, because he stopped seeing God in the worship and he started seeing himself. He started seeing what he was doing for God. The instrument became about him. The music became about him. The song became about him and not about, he wasn't reflecting the right image in what he was given, so he was cast out. So now, God said, well, I'll make man and I'll make man worship me, and we're repeating the same thing Satan doing in a lot of our songs. It's all about us. Don't try me. Try Jesus. It's a praise song, because I throw hands. Bless those who despitefully you. Now, I'm not saying I won't defend myself because you will see hands in defense. But just because you try me, I'm going to throw hands. You have anger problems. Let's deal with that. That you got anger issues that need to be dealt with just from somebody trying you. Well, Satan going to try you, but you don't do nothing with him. Because if you was to handle him properly, you wouldn't have the anger issue. So you won't fight him, but you'll fight me. But I thought we wrestled out against flesh and blood. I've joked with the song before, but you get what I'm saying? I'm talking about in truth, where some of this stuff coming from, and we allow it. We play it. We repeat it when we're supposed to be reflecting God. Now watch this, Adam would see that image, and then Adam would turn around and replicate that image in the earth. That's how the setup was supposed to be. So when Adam was replicating the image, catch it, catch it, when Adam was replicating the image in the earth, it was really God at work. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kennedy has access to my house. And, and everything I had, at the, if she has everything I had, then it's just as much hers. Well, listen, in her possession, it's just as much hers as it is mine. I would have to take the possession back to, eat, to take back the part of me that she has. Come on, 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 come on. Now watch. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians 14. First Corinthians, that's why I told you, it, it, that there's, there's really no, no big structure to this. You got to be listening, man. I'm trying to move you. I'm trying to move you to somewhere to get you to see who you are. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 44 through 49. Verse 44 says, it was sown a natural body. Talking about Jesus, it was raised a what? Spiritual body. I need you talking with me. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. 
There's a spiritual body. The problem we have with a lot of our teachings is that it keeps you focused on trying to perfect your natural body. Keep you working on your natural body, and we know you got it if we see it in the natural body. So let's get it. Let's perfect the natural body. But it's not about the natural body. It's about the spiritual body. Now, 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 watch this. And it is, and, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul, the last Adam, so God is still dealing with Adam. God had moved off his plan. God said, I created Adam, and I wanted Adam to run the earth, and everything that would come out of Adam would repeat what Adam is doing. So I'm not going to change. Jesus is known as Abinadam, the second Adam. So I'm going to bring another Adam, and you'll be born into that Adam, and you'll do it just like that Adam. So watch this. He's operating as if man never sinned. But we not. We're trying to work through sin to get to God. And he said, Adam did that for you. <sighs> it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I'm telling you, we don't under the church, we don't understand Jesus. Now, now, Leonard, we understand Adam's fall completely. With no question, no need of Hebrew, no need of Greek, no need of etymology. We don't need none of that stuff. Adam sinned and we all sin. I get that. Well, Jesus rose from the dead, so we all rose from the dead. Why don't you get that? Because it's just another Adam undoing what the first Adam did. And every time this fallen Adam that is still stained on your body reminds you that you're fallen, the other Adam and you got to talk to that Adam and say, I was, but I'm risen now. The, 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 the last Adam was made a quickening and a live spirit. The Amplifier says, restoring the dead to life. Woo! Come on, say, I'm alive to God. Now, how be it that was first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and afterwards that which is spiritual, the first man is of, of the earth, earthly. Watch this. The second man is of the Lord, is of the Lord from heaven. You're trying to get to heaven, and it said it's of the Lord from heaven. Oh, Lord Jesus, help us, Lord. As it is, as is the earthly, such are they also that are earthly. So how are you going to operate in the earth? No, you're not. You shouldn't. I thank you for that answer, but you should not. That's the problem. You're operating as earthly. And it says, as of the earth, so earthly. Things of the earth perish. That's why you keep perishing. Because of your operation, your source of operation. But now look what it says. And as is the heavenly, such are they also. Now, you say, let me, let me go to John chapter 3. Let me show you all that. Let me show you all that. See? This, ooh, yeah, here it is. John, John chapter 3, thank you, Holy Spirit. John chapter 3, verse 3. See, they just got us saved to make sure we won't go to hell. And I'm so sorry for that because they left us in the wrong place. 
They left us secured for eternity, but they also left us in a position that we could perish in this dispensation that we're in before we get there. Because they didn't complete the process. They didn't close the ring, if you will, for, your, for my Apple users. You know what that means. They didn't close the ring. They just said, praise the Lord, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and you're on your way to heaven. But I'm in earth right now. <laughs> so we made all of salvation about you getting to heaven. Right? Name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Nothing about that. Sal- the, the, the salvation was about what you were supposed to complete while you were here on the earth. Because everybody ain't going to die. The Bible says some won't see death. They'll get raptured. So what you going to do with them? Now watch this. John chapter 3, verse 3 says, Jesus, read with me, answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto ye, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom now watch this. Keep reading. Nicodemus saith unto him, how can a man be born again when he is old? Can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Keep reading. That which is born of. So in the earth, in the earth, you have a body and that body is what? So that that is earthly is going to be earthly. You want the salvation that came to you wasn't earthly salvation, Nicodemus. I'm not talking about you coming out your mama's womb and needing to go back in to be born back into the earth again. I'm talking about you being born from this heavenly sphere. And that, come on, keep reading, which is born of the is a spirit is what? Is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you, you cannot ye must be born, you must be born again. Now watch this. So let, let's talk about this a little bit. Go to Ephesians chapter 2. Look there at verse 8. It's probably going to be all the time I'm here. I got to clean up this salvation piece, man, because we, Lord have mercy, we just doing my best to make it in. Stuff so deep down in our spirit, man, we can't even, we can't even, the Father can't even do the work he need to do. I'm coming up. We love struggle. On the rough side of the mountain, I'm coming up. Go to Mark chapter 11 real quick. Hold your finger where I just told you in Ephesians. On the rough side of the mountain, I must hold to God his powerful hand. So God is the one who got me coming up on the side of the mountain. If I just hold his hand, he'll get me to the top where he's at. I'm coming up. Watch this. Thank you, Jesus. On the rough side, Mark 11, 23, of the mountain. And I'm doing my best to make it in. How do you know you made it in? Well, let's see what the Bible says because you're coming up. Let's see what the Bible say, because you coming up. Let's see what the Bible say, because we coming up. We're out of position. According to the scripture, red letter Bible, Jesus is talking for valley I say unto you. Don't climb a mountain. What it going to be? 
It's just so hard. I know because you're climbing. <laughs> Bible never told you to climb. Put up your rope. Put all your gear up. Take your boots off. Matter of fact, put your robe on. Take everything off and put a robe on and just speak. <laughs> you're going to spend money for the trip because you got to go to the mountain because you in Mobile. Ain't no mountains here. You know, <laughs> You all over the place, Ruth, climbing mountains, doing, doing your best, doing your best to make it in. Ephesians, go back over to Ephesians, you're doing your best to make it in. You're doing your best to make it in. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11, let's see if we in, because you're in trouble if you ain't in. See if we ain't in yet. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. I'm just using a more commonly known song, but there are many other songs that sing the same thing with different words that are your favorite songs. But because you don't understand, you don't, you, your, your spirit is not even awakened to the truth, you receive that song as the truth and don't understand that it's keeping you right where you are. It's not even moving you anywhere. So you don't even censor what you listen to. It is constantly feeding that, that transliminal area of your mind, that subconscious of your mind, that spirit of your mind is being fed that to tell you you're not there yet. That there's yet more work to be done. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 11 says, wherefore, remember that being ye in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called circumcision in the flesh made with hands that at that time ye were without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the commonwealth. So they doing their best right there to make it in. I know they doing their best because he said you strangers from the commonwealth. You, you know, you are, are from the covenants of promises. You ain't got no hope and you without God in the world. But now. <laughs> what you mean you doing your best to make it in? But now. In. I ain't got to read no more. We're done with that. What do you mean you're doing your best to make it in? You are in. The Father's work starts from you understanding that you are in. Y'all ready for something? The gangs had it right. Every now and then, man will catch hold of a revelation, but because he don't have the true life in him, he perverts the revelation. Y'all ready for the revelation? You're going to catch it. It's going to make you laugh. Blood in. It was the blood. That got you in. And the same blood got you out of sin. Blood in. You in. As a matter of fact, the gang had it right because they would beat you in. You know, man is always trying to, to replicate Greek mythology, African spiritualism, all astrology. All of it is trying to replicate the truth. But it always comes up short. So they beat you in the game until they see blood. And he was wounded. <laughs> they just try to replicate what's in uh, the heavenly thing. That's all they try to do. And it just keep coming up short. I'll go to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and I'm done. I'm done. Man, I'm going to say something. Uh, oh. I'm going to read two. When I get to verse 10, will you flip over to the Amplified Bible for me, please? Okay. It says, for by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of your, uh-huh, 
It is the, uh-huh, not of. So why we keep, why, why we keep trying to work? Not of works. Now, there is a kingdom work, but not of works. You're not, you keep trying to prove that you saved. It's not of works. If it was of works, you could boast. But because it was a gift, you can't do nothing but receive. Now look at verse, uh, verse 10 in the Amplified for you. For we are God's all, here's the Lord. Now here's where, here's my, I got my title from right here. For we are God's own hand in work. His workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we, he protects himself, should walk in them, because everybody not. And the path that he prepared for us and predestined for us that we should walk in them is that you and I will be living the which he prearranged and made ready. Boy, that's so much power with that scripture. So why we keep trying to do it by ourselves? Why we keep trying? You know, when you go on an excursion, the path has already been laid. And because the path has already been laid, you can enjoy the excursion. The path of your life has already been laid. We keep running to all these roadblocks. And listen, I, I have this statement I make. Every obstacle and stumbling block is a stepping stone to my divine appointed destiny. Because in the path of God, nothing can stop me. So if Satan throw a stumbling block in the path, fine. I'm just, it, it just, just going to step on it and use it so I can see where I'm going. It's a stepping stone to my divine appointed destiny. When I'm in the work of the Lord, though, when I'm in the work of the Lord, please catch that. When I'm in the work of the Lord, Satan throws obstacles, not God. Okay. Um. Here's where another scripture I want to show you. I got, I got six minutes so I can work this in. Go to John chapter 5. John chapter 5, verse 16. John chapter 5. We're going to look there at verse 16. Mm -hmm. So this is Jesus. You know, he healed a man on the Sabbath day. They mad because he healed on the Sabbath. It's, you know, you, when you do a, a, a study of Jesus, he did a lot of healing on the Sabbath day. Because Sabbath had, uh, Sabbath, Sabbath had twofold. That was, a, that was a resting and a rest. Say resting and a rest. So now watch this. We're supposed to live in Sabbath, but we're all supposed to lead with Sabbath. Now live in Sabbath is a rest that's on us. It's a day, but Sabbath is also, it's a principle of rest. Right? It's a principle of rest. Rest in the body. But Sabbath is also a rest that is given. Right. And that rest, if you know, if you read that in context, the rest that was given to that man was he was healed. That's because the word Sabbath, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the word rest, uh, 
let me find this in my notes. The word Sabbath, another word for the word Sabbath is repose. And it means peace of mind. It means freedom from anxiety. It means calmness and it means tranquility. So because we are a people of rest, we bring rest. And other people get to experience the Sabbath before they even come to a Sabbath. Just ruminate on that some, you'll get it. Look at John chapter 5 real quickly. What did I say? Verse what? Verse 16, and therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered them, I love this part, my what? My father worketh hitherto, and I work. So who's doing the work? The father's doing the work. Who's doing the work? But how is the father getting the work done? Through Jesus. Come on, let, say it another way. Well, well, give me some other titles of Jesus. There it is. Somebody said it. Come on, say it loud. The son. So, so who was doing the work? No, 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 the son wasn't doing the work. The son said the father was doing the work. So let's get the order right so you can get the revelation. Who was doing the work? The father. But who was the father doing the work through? The son. Can I pause right there? Can you go? We're still in John. Can you, can you go to uh, back to chapter 1? Can you go back to chapter 1? Verse 12. They'll put it up there. 1 and 12. Don't you turn that. You stay, stay in 5 because I got to get the rest of uh, John 5 in. Put up, put up that 1 and 12. Okay. Re, uh, 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 I'm sorry. No, no. John, John 1 and 12. John 1 and 12. And then we'll stay in the book of John back at, back at 5. My apologies. John 1 and 12. John 1 and 12. John 1 and 12. You ready? Read. But as many as re, uh -huh, gave he to be the what? Who is Jesus? Who are you? Who does the work? The son don't do it. The father does the work. But who does the father do the work through? The sons. Who is Jesus? You believe, so who are you? Who does the work? But who does the Father do the work through? Personalize it. Who does the Father do the work through? Does the Father fail at his work? So if the Father doesn't fail at his work, the Son shouldn't fail at his work. Does the Father come up short? So then the Son shouldn't come up short. The Father said, the silver is mine, the gold is mine, the earth is mine, the fullness thereof. So if the Father is working with everything, then the Son is working with everything. But notice the scripture says to them that believe, that believe gave he them power to be the Son of God. To watch this. Let me paraphrase it. To watch the Father do the work through you. Now watch this. Back over there in John chapter 5. Therefore the Jews sought the more. When he, he said the Father worketh hitherto and I'm working. The Bible says therefore the Jews, those religious folks, sought the more to kill him. Because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but said also, catch this. This I've been wanting to get right here so bad. But said also that God was his father, 
making himself now let me give you this word equal so you don't you don't cancel your membership with me because I'm not saying notice the scripture did not say see English is such a down derivative of the authentic word sometimes that we miss it. They said it very correctly, equal with God. Listen, did not say that he said he was God. Said he was equal with God. So he wasn't talking, he wasn't, he, Jesus wasn't identified, although he was, but at that moment he was operating in that body. So in that body he was a working son. He was a son allowing the father to work. In that body, he was a son allowing the father to work that body. Come on, catch it. Catch it. Catch it. He's a son allowing the father to work that body. So he's not saying I'm equal with the father as in the father. I'm, I got just as much sovereignty as the father. Because when God put himself in that body, he subjected himself to that body. That's why he had to sleep and eat but submitted himself to the spirit. Did you hear what I just said? Okay, so, so what he, this word equal means likeness, fairness, but here's the word it meant. It means level. So what, what he was saying was in the earth, I'm on the same level as God in the earth. I know that through some of y'all, so let me go to Genesis, and I got two one seconds. My time is up. Go to Genesis chapter, go to Genesis chapter Two, real quick, real quick, and put verse 19 and verse 20 so you can see it. 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 Because so God created the world, but he allowed the sun to run it. Look at Adam's level with God. And, and out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, brought them. So who created all that stuff? Beasts of the field, fowls of the air. Who created that? God. But he brought them to Adam. He brought him to the one that would be in charge to see. He brought him to the one that he made in his image and like to put on his level, the one he made equal with him, but in earth, right, to see what he would call them. And then whatever he called his world, because he was living in it, and God had to work through him in the earth, so whatever you name it, Adam, that's what it's going to be. Verse 20 says, and Adam gave names to all cattle. That's occupation. And the fowls of the air, that's control in the heavenly realm. And every beast of the field. For Adam, and but for Adam, we don't want to worry about that because he gave Eve and took all of that. But notice, what, notice who gave names to all the cattle. Adam did. But who created them? The father. The answer is the father. Who created them? But who named them? The son. Who created them? But who named them? son so what you gonna be what you gonna do with your life you gonna keep saying Lord God if you will Lord you will are you gonna say I'm a son of God and now father work through me see it's when you get that revelation that you start hearing God so clearly The Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. A new species of being is what that, that statement means. He's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. 
No woman, no female will ever question if she married a man, except she signed a prenup, and those are unbiblical. <clears throat> if any man asks you to sign a prenup, don't marry him because <clears throat> you are an afterthought and he has a plan B in mind. Uh, yeah, because I mean, if you, if you love me, okay, that's, I, I don't want to touch that. Let me just talk about from the marriage perspective and I'll be done with that. Yeah, and if any female wants you to sign a prenup, don't marry her. Don't, don't get with her. Um, but no female questions, Michelle, when she gets married, if that's her husband. She takes on that name. And every system, every system, every system now identifies that female as Robinson. Even her credit. Don't, don't, don't sleep right here. Because this is so heavy right here if you miss this. The moment she marries that man, her entire life is brought into his. That if his credit bad, it sits on her account as well. And if his credit good, it sits on her account. If he got a house, a 5,000 square foot home, 20,000 square foot home, if he got Bentleys in the garage, if he got a little dog, the dog better get used to liking her too. Because that dog, she just became an owner of that dog, of that house, of those Bentleys, of his closet space. <laughs> Give a brother something. Shucks. She just became owner of all of that. I remember one day I was outside talking to my grandfather as a little boy. And uh, I don't know, I, I was just very inquisitive, so I would always ask questions. And my grandfather, my hero, was always apt to answer. So this particular day I said, Dad, I say, um, why they don't never call it, um, uh, I'm going to my daddy house? He said, oh, son, that's easy because it's a hen house. I say, okay, <laughs> that makes sense. No one ever say I'm going to my father's house. You know, mom and daddy. Now, they don't say I'm going to my daddy's house. They say I'm going to my, my mama's house. <laughs> so, fellas, we lose it all when we get married. That's more of the story. Anyway, back to my story. She, she doesn't question. And she understands what the marriage has afforded her. Right? You were married to God. The Bible says that He is our husbandman. As a matter of fact, the church is the bride. He's the bridegroom. He married us. You ready for another revelation? I want to see if you can handle it. Adam was a type of Jesus, it was only Eve that sinned, not Adam. But he gave his life for his bride. He sacrificed and ate too. Because therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. And so Adam said, I'm not going to leave you in this state by yourself. You're my bride. So I must share this fall with you. You say, that ain't Bible. Well, isn't that what Jesus did? He took on sin. Because Jesus didn't sin. 
The bride did. But Jesus came and took on the sin that the bride did to win the bride back. And the bride should have everything on her that the husband has because it now belongs to her too. We are the bride. So why we walk around here broke? The husband ain't broke. He's high lifted up. That's why we can get, have a right to healing because the husband took that by his stripes the bride could be healed. That's why we can be blessed because the husbandman, he became poor that through his poverty, his bride could be rich. We got it all backwards, y'all. And that's why this moment don't seem interesting like it used to the many people. Because what we should be coming to church to do is to find out how much the husband has brought us into. So we can go out and be a reflection of the husband. Isn't that what a bride does? Let me say it another way. Let the women talk. Isn't that what a bride wants? I don't want my wife walking out the house any kind of way. She represents me. So for my bride, bonnets are only for the house. For my bride, do what you want to do. For my bride, because my bride represent me. I'm, I'm, I'm even sometimes willing to, to sacrifice and, 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 and sacrifice so my bride can look good because my bride, y'all better get this, y'all asleep, because my bride is walking out with my name attached. She got my name attached to her. Huh? So I don't want her walking out looking thrown away. Because however people see the bride, that's what they think about the husband. Where Jesus is the husband. Why the bride looking like she look? Why the bride doing her best to make it in? And, and the husband say, in my father's house are many mansions. But the bride doing her best to make it in. And if you hear this message like me, you'll get a righteous indignation. You'll woke up in the morning time mad, ticked off, like, nah, it ain't going down like this no more. Because I ain't married to somebody that have me living and looking like this. My husband is a good husband. He said, yeah, I'm married to Jesus. My husband is a good husband. I'm, the, I'm still the bride. I'm a man, but I'm still the bride. He's the husband. Man. Listen, I'm smart enough to never move out of my position. But you ain't smart enough not to move out of yours. Because if we go back to the original thing, it was Adam's job, the husband, to take care of the bride. <laughs> so when you move out of your position, you're saying, Father, I got this. I'll do the work myself. But if you stay in your position, then you allow the father to do the work, and you simply operate as a son. Stand to your feet. about to go you know what has to happen in this moment right now you got to repent I didn't get to that part of my message I'm, I'm, I'm I need to go back and really because it, it's just been dropping on me all week long man I got sheets and sheets of paper my wife has some important paperwork and it came I wrote all on the paperwork I tell, I tell about it when she get back home uh, but man something has just been happening inside of me since 
I've been getting this revelation, right? <clears throat> and I found myself having to repent. I'm asking God to clean everything out of me, Lord. Whatever, whatever religion in me, whatever me, whatever's keeping me back from the fullness of you, God, just please purge me and just please take it out. And I've seen him, he's been doing it. But it happened as I repented. Because you can sit God in a place that he's not even supposed to be in. And based on where you sit him, you see him in that light as that type of God. He's not even that type of God. And then your prayers are trying to force where you set God that he's not. You're trying to force him to move in that way. And God's, and the whole time God is saying, I don't operate like that. That's, that's not me. I'm not here to beat you up. I'm not against you. We flip salvation. We make salvation about you. I want to read this to you real quick because I think this is going to help you repent. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to keep you any longer, but, but here it is. Just listen to this, and then I, and, and then I want you to stand because I, I'm in, in that quiet space, you posture yourself, and I think as you're listening to this, look over your life and see what you have rearranged that, that's not lined up with Scripture, and you need to repent from that. you got to pivot and turn from that because it could be holding you up from God. I say we flip salvation. We get saved and make manners the proof that we are saved. Manners, how we act, right? We have the focus of salvation now sin. When the focus of salvation uh, is refocusing on a life source because salvation is a choice, uh, is a choice of life source. It's I'm choosing to live my life as God, as my source. That's all salvation is. I'm choosing to live my life with God as my source. So however I got saved, that's how I stay saved. So I got saved. It's a, it's a choice of life source to make God my source. So where should I be focusing on? The source, but we flipped salvation in the church and made it about our manners. So we're not looking at God yet because you ain't ready because you still got some stuff you got to deal with. I know I got some stuff I got to deal with, but the more I focus on the source, the less attention I put on my manners. And my manners change, watch this, as a result of me focusing on the source. But if I only stay manners focused, I'm going to stay in the manner. That's why it's so hard for y'all. I don't know why I can't get out of it. I keep going back because you still fo he, he's You're not supposed to be looking at the manners. If you focus on the source, the source changes. Matter of fact, I'm, listen, okay, manners, manners, looking at manners, looking at manners, looking at manners. Source, source, looking at source. Where are manners? No, talk to me. Based on how I'm looking, where are manners? Below me. Let me say it another way. I can't see them because I'm too focused on the source. See, watch this, watch this. You will always repeat and replicate what you focus on. You'll just find a better way to do it. But if I focus on the source, I become better at the source. So we flip salvation, right? And, 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 and the more we come into that life, focus on that life, that life then will correct the manners. So it's about spending time so that the time reconditions the heart, which is the source of life, where the manners get their actions. So you're, you're con we'll continue to act in the behavior that we're acting in because we're not looking to the source that would change the behavior. And this is where I had to repent. I ain't got to share with you what I had to repent from. You ain't got to share with nobody what you got to repent from. 
but I was looking more at me and trying to change me rather than keeping my eyes on the source. And I noticed that when I was looking here, I always felt like, man, what am I doing wrong, man? Like, I'm missing it. Why it ain't happened yet? Like, what's going on, man? You know, weariness trying to get you, depression trying to get you, like, you know. But the more I look there, I don't even question that type of stuff. Because if I'm looking at the source and it's the source that leads me, I'm steady being led because my focus is on the source. Some of you got to repent because you took your focus off the source. You start looking at you. You made it about you. And the better I can be for me, then the more God will accept me and welcome me and approve of me. That's backwards. Looking on to G. The Bible keeps telling us what to do all the time. The author and the finisher. How many of you want to get better? How many of you have faith to get better? Well, the scripture didn't say look to you. It said look to Jesus. And it said looking, which means that's a continuum. The author and the finisher of our faith. We've been looking the wrong way. So right there, you just take a few moments. Just you and God. What better time to do it than today? And just whatever it is. When, when, when you set your mind on it, see it in your mind, whatever that thing is, and then you, you, you voice it by saying, Father, I repent of that. I turn from that, God. And in that area, I set my focus on you. I look away from that. If it's my attitude, my disposition, my, my beliefs, my carnal beliefs, whatever. Father, I repent from that. And I now set my focus on you. You are my source. You are my source. You are my source. You are now my source. You are now my source, Lord. I trust your word, God, in doing your word because you are my source. I trust that if I do your word, God, you will not allow me to get hurt because you are my source. I'm not doing it, God, for them to give me a reaction. I'm doing it, God, because you are my source and you told me to do it. So I repent, God. I repent for, for backing up. I repent for quitting. I repent for giving in. I repent for stopping. You are my source, and that's how you told me to do it. So that's how I'm going to do it, Lord. And you say you'll strengthen me in the moment. I repent, Father. I repent, God, for holding it in, God. I repent for holding anger, and I repent from holding resentment, God. I repent from holding them to that moment, God. I you don't hold me to my moments, so, God, I repent. I let them go today. I let it go today, Father. I repent, and I look to you as my source. You are the safety of my heart, God. You'll protect my heart, God, from being hurt. You'll protect my heart. You'll protect my mind, Father, from, from any trauma, God. I look to you. You are my source. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.